It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. Everyone, welcome back to the Axon Bulletin Tuesday afternoon, Champions League Tuesday. Lawrence, we're back. Um, it's games ficking fast just now. The manager yesterday held the team having a positive mindset. You and I have definitely got a positive mindset going into tonight. We're both looking forward to getting along to, to Celtic Park, as I'm sure many people are in the comments. Um, please, if you are on comment, get them in, we've got plenty to talk about today, looking at this game against RB Leipzig we've obviously got the game against St Johnston at the weekend and we've not been on um, since last season uh, last season, last week's uh, match in Germany also, so we can refer to that, there's also been other stuff happening in the Celtic world, but Lawrence how has your, your week been since we've been last on it's been a bit of a disappointing result out there um, in Germany and we returned and we get that last gasp winner um, up in Perth against St Johnston 
got to love our last gaffes winner. Listen, the, the, the league's been good. You know, disappointed we didn't take our chances again uh, in the Champions League. Get a, a bit of golf in with John Fallon on Friday up at St Andrews. So he was in good form. Uh, thanks to Joe Mugabe, Swindon Shamrock, sorting us out a, a few tickets for tonight's game. And obviously the sad news about uh, Frank, uh, I suppose, you know, it's just completely out of the blue. Obviously, you know, we've done a few gigs with Frank and he, he's the manager of the football greats of the Celtic team, obviously. Uh, and he's just a cracking up all-round character, Frank. Yeah, um, I don't know if Amy and Colin yesterday uh, managed to touch on it. And by the way, I just want to say on here, I think all of us in Axom um, were very, very proud of Colin and Amy yesterday, especially Colin, and for discussing mental health in, in such a way personal to him and, and raising awareness for it. Um, but everyone at this point in time um, wishes Frank McGarvey and all his family um, the, the very best um, just now. And also, I think everyone at Axon uh, sends their very best thoughts and wishes out to the, the, the 10 people who were tragically killed in, in Donegal um, over the weekend. But we're thinking about them too. Um, but but back to the football, Lawrence. It's a big big game tonight, and it also almost feels kind of weird, just because you know there's so many games coming thick and fast. Um, that last gas minute up in Perth, um, you know, came only a few days ago, three days ago to be exact, and here we are again um, with another game to play. But I'm looking forward to this one. But we've had a chance to play all teams in the Champions League. We're back at Celtic Park after two difficult away games and um, I'm really hoping that we can get a result tonight Yeah, I mean we touched briefly on it kind of before we went live but the performances up until putting the ball in the net in the Champions League have probably surpassed our expectations you know, we should have beat Shakhtar arguably a draw against Real and Loops if we had plenty of chances there as well so we need to start taking a higher percentage of our chances, but you know, I think Matt Riley was out saying that. But the football that we've been playing, by and large, has been pretty decent in the Champions League. You know, we're not getting embarrassed. We're showing that we can create chances. It's just now about taking them. Yeah, when you think back, um, you know, obviously in the last group we had PSG, Bayern Munich, and Anderlecht. But looking at that, two big clubs, um, we didn't have the best of results against both of them but I certainly think from what I've watched so far in the three games under Ange Postecoglou we've got a Celtic team that are competing again in the Champions League you can see that we're making that inroads forward it's just about taking that final step but again yesterday I was fortunate enough to attend the presser um, on behalf of Celtic here Axon was also represented by Natasha and we've got plenty of stuff out there on social media if you've not had a chance to look at the press conference um, and the manager talks Lawrence again about chipping away at it, about it being a, you know, he didn't call it a slow pre- process, but that's what he was referring to, and that it's not an overnight fix. Um, but he keeps reminding the players that they need to have this positive mindset to chip away at it, and that you know to put themselves in the best p- place that they can, which they will eventually get the rewards for. Did you know what this reminds me of? I suppose seven or eight games into last season's SPL, people saying, oh, "This isn't working." the manager needs to change. You know, we weren't quite getting the results and then it just clicked. And I think that's it. The players need the experience and the belief at this level and it will come. And is right. Because we had the same critics in the media eh, saying that Ange absolutely not good enough and yet yeah, the manager's in trouble here. 
but it takes a, a bit of time to implement a style. And I suppose as you got the levels, it's there's a change to it, isn't there? So the players just need the belief here. And I think first goal is crucial. If you get the first goal, it lifts the fans. Uh, and who knows? From there, you, you just want to build on it, don't you? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, Ange Postacoglu keeps referring to building this big, beautiful house. Um, and uh, I was nearly going to get into talking heads here, Lawrence, you know, big, yeah. beautiful house and a big, beautiful car. How did I get here? Um, yeah, David Crines came in here to say we'll take our chances tonight and put on a show. Hopefully we do. Um, Lawrence, you know, Ange Postacoglu yesterday touched on he would be a lot more concerned at this point in time if we weren't getting into the areas and creating chances at all that would be his biggest concern so we can see that we can get into the areas um, to, to get the chances it's just about taking it and I know it seems probably to lots of Celtic fans as if we're repeating ourselves but again the players and the manager are reiterating this because it's been the story of our group stages so far but as you say you know against Real Madrid with the great chances they alone didn't take them they, we got punished um, against Shakhtar we probably could have won the game and, you know, the manager speaks last week about the, the game in, in Leipzig, talking about going into this self-preservation mode. I think he described it as a survival mode. And it's just yeah. about having that belief. And I think that belief comes from, you know, getting a goal and then pushing forward, not doing what we've seen last week, getting a goal back into the game, then just being, you know, overly cautious and conservative. Yeah, it's, it's to have a belief in your football. I mean, David, one of our, our viewers down in, in Nottingham, I know how many sons tune in on a, a regular basis. But it is just about having a belief. And listen, Hack Savanovich, you know, another good game under his belt. James Forrest, you know, a nice cameo. Carter Vickers back in the team. So I think we're, you know, we're in a good place getting into this. It's just getting that first goal, a wee bit more belief. And when the group opened, let, let's be honest, it's your home games you want to win, isn't it? You know, would have thought leaps of away, yeah, maybe a draw. You know, when it first came out, you'd have hoped to have picked something up against Shakhtar away, but your home games are the ones you definitely had to win. We win our next two home games. We're on seven points, you know, to see how the rest of the group do. But it should be, seven should be enough for football after Christmas, shouldn't it? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, whether that is the last 16 of the Champions League or whether it's the Europa League, which is by no means a disaster. I think that the biggest thing that Celtic fans want to see this season as improvement in European football. If we can get out a Champions League group and drop into the Europa League, I don't think that as a, you know, whatever you want to call it, downsize a bit of from where we were last season. It's about building a process under Ange. And that's it, you know, he talks about that um, so much and so frequently that, you know, keep playing our football, have belief in ourselves and we will get the rewards that we do um, deserve um, and a few people in the comments believe that tonight Scott coming in here to say we can beat them but carelessness will be our undoing stay switched on here we'll absolutely um, focus as key tonight Lawrence you've mentioned Sayatak Sabanovic so let's start with him we see him at the weekend um, coming into the team he plays you know at the top of what you could call a diamond or whatever you want to call that midfield three um, but we'll get to the person at the bottom of that um, at trio later on in the show and Matt O'Reilly but Sertak Zabanovic we're seeing his versatility now we're seeing why Ange Postacoglu wanted to sign him he can play across the front three he can play in midfield he's a definite starter for me tonight and I was really really impressed with him at the weekend yeah and I, I think technically he looks very good he's a threat going forward and he has that versatility that a lot of our players do which should make it you know, 
easy to switch position during the game and harder to pick them up. So, yeah, I like Katsubanovic. I, th- I think it's going to turn out to be a cracking signing for us. Yeah, but you impressed by his versatility because, you know, we've read a lot that he does tend to play on the wing, but at, at Ruben Kazan and during his time in Sweden, um, he has played that role and he looked fairly, fairly comfortable there. He was always shown for the ball and he was most definitely my man of the match at the weekend. Yeah, I think O'Reilly's needed a bit of competition for that role at the top, isn't he? And I think, I'm not too sure Turnbull's been given him it. I think he's been a bit off at this season so far. So I think Haksavanovic is definitely putting a bit of pressure on. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely impressed with him. Transfer window's fast approaching. Who would we bring in? I'd probably bring in another striker centre-half, but Haksavanovic, yeah, I think he's been a good addition and he fits well in Angie's style of play. But we could say that about just about everyone Angie's. You know, he's signing players that fit, fit his style, isn't he? That's probably why it's working so well for him. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I think that was one of the biggest issues that Brendan Rodgers had in Champions League football was that we were trying to play a, a style of football and the personnel just wasn't there uh, and we got what we deserved ultimately. Um, just to come into the comments here, Brown Warrior, a usual Tuesday contributor, coming in to say that he said after the draw, 79 points attainable and also a good return for a first season back at the top table. I would totally agree with that. Uh, I think it's all a step-by-step process. The manager's certainly focused on one game at a time and that's the way to look at it just now. And Lawrence, as you rightly say, we've got two home games left to prove we deserve to be at that top table. I think I've seen enough so far this season to say that we can compete at this level. It's about really uh, cementing that and showing that we, we do deserve to be there. Um, if you are in the comments, please give us your thoughts on Sietak Sabanovic. Where would you like to see him tonight? Would you like to see him in midfield or would you like to see him up top and give us your thoughts on his performance at the weekend? Um, Lawrence, let's go back to the defence. We, we see Cam Carter-Vickers come back in at, at the weekend and you could just see how steady a presence he comes to the Celtic defence. I know we conceded late on in the game. It's a, a deep, deep ball. I think it was always coming. I said that to the people I was at the game with that the goal was always probably coming. Um, that they eventually get, was it? you know, with Van Vaughan chopped it off. I don't know. I really don't yeah. know. Con- um, the, the unbreakable and Andy Considine's get well, the Jackamacas down be shut. If that goes to Bar, you know, you'd expect but, it to be chopped off. But unfortunately, we're still in a position where we don't have Var, um, yeah. and we're not going to see that until I think it's the end of the month now that they're saying. But I, I thought, you know. On the balance of the game, just just the chances that Johnson were getting, I thought they were going to get a chance. And they took it, we got the part and do it. But I thought Vickers looked good at the weekend. You could tell that we missed him. Um, do you think that the captaincy, he would have probably had that captaincy last season if it wasn't that it was a lone player last season? Yeah, no, he's far away a best centre-half, you know, and he just exudes confidence. And I think that feeds right, right across the back four and maybe even to Joe Hart there a bit, so... Yeah, it, great to have him back. Yeah, especially for tonight. Burnaby, I thought he'd done okay, you know. We'll, we'll talk about is that the position that Taylor doesn't have any competition for? Well, some cross at the end, wasn't it? I thought he had a good showing. But on the game at the weekend, oof, we could have had a penalty. And able to attack his face is only a yellow card. You know, you could go on and on about the, the strange refereeing and, and linesman decisions. But then again, we were. Speaking about that last week and Tuesday, is that maybe Tuesday? We should have just about ten minutes 
Maybe get Dermot Gallagher on on a Tuesday or, or, or something because he seems to correct every bad decision um, that they make each well, weekend. Well, look at the handball. The boy jumps up, handles it. I know Yakimakis would be good through it but run away from goal, but that linesman could see a Celtic player, you know, an inch offside, but uh, he, he couldn't see a clear handball near like that. You've got yeah. to wonder. You do have to wonder. I actually remember uh, Liam saying this last week. Um, who lives out in Japan his, his wife had said to me well, why does Rio wear a, a, a gum shield and I think that one at the weekend <laughs> clearly identified why Rio Hitate has a gum shield on do you want to remind me of um, remember the elbow tyranny against Aberdeen yeah, yeah the Cosgrove the one in the cup yeah final. the boy looks yep. round then elbows him and yep. strangely enough though they say if he did decide that was only a, a yellow card have a look yeah. elbow a Celtic player in the face yellow card and, and we've had it again there's not, you know, Hitake was my tip for player of the season, but he's not getting a lot of protection out there. Last week, it was a late t- tackle, high up, studs in his shin, straight leg. It was a free kick, but but no card at all. I thought it was a red card. Two games in a row, players could have been sent off if he'd been given any type of protection. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you on that one. Um, it was a really terrible, terrible elbow. Um, and, and as you've already rightly pointed out, if VAR was in place, it'd actually be interesting to see whether it would be given because, you know, you're the fair interpretation there of incidents that were looked at afterwards and still weren't clearly defined as, you know, uh, red card defences. So, interesting. We'll see what happens. Um, you know, we've seen the top man in the SFA come out today saying that it's going to cause chaos. I don't really know how to interpret that. What, what does that mean? Um, but What's his definition of chaos? It'd be interesting, wouldn't it? Look, listen, VAR, other countries use it. It doesn't cause chaos, but in Scotland it Cause chaos. Yeah, Why? I wonder. Yeah, well, <laughs> there's a question to ask yourself. Um, but as we were saying, Cameron Carter Vickers, I expect him to be partnered by Stephen Welsh tonight. But would you agree with that? Just to answer this comment in here, he's asking about Moritz Jens. He was ill at the weekend, um, but Ange Postecoglou did confirm yesterday that Moritz Jens is back. He trained yesterday, and David Turnbull's back. Both out of the weekend are back in the squad. Depends how fit Jens is, how much is taken out of them, I would say. Uh, I'd probably expect Welsh. I don't think Jens will be quite there uh, in terms of fitness, but I think Welsh will be. Just him and Vickers having just got 90 minutes under the belt, I think he'll go over there. Okay. Um, just, I actually thought as a partnership they looked okay at the weekend once again Welsh and Vickers it's something that we saw against Aberdeen in the open day of the season I know it's a completely different level playing Aberdeen to as RB Leipzig but I just think whoever you put in there as I think I said this last week if you or I probably went in beside Cameron Carter Vickers we'd feel assured they would probably look half decent yeah but it was like the season you know uh, maybe that's over the top I, I, I am Van Dyke, you know, <laughs> I looked amazing but it was next to Van Dijk and I think yeah, Cameron Carter he's just got that certain influence, isn't it? People just know their jobs then. And, uh, so, yeah, it, it, it just looks, he's, he's far and away a best centre half, isn't he? And it's, it's a question of who, who out of the three play for him. Yeah, I thought Welsh could have done with a season on loan and getting lots of minutes, but he's starting to get minutes for us. Yeah, you touched on it, the opening game of the season, you, you know, got a goal as well, so. Who knows? He may, he may be take his chance now that it's there for him. It's up to him to make the jersey his, isn't it? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and it's good that there's competition in there. Carol Starfelt, who's an integral player at the Celtic, will know that he when he comes back that there is a challenge for his position. Although I do think 
that is still the manager's preferred centre half pairing, um, but it is important that there is players in the squad um, getting game time. That was something that I asked him about yesterday, and he did say that you know he could see that there was a lot of guys needing game time. One of them being Alexander Bernabe, who we will get on to because I think he deserves a a, a bit of a chat around him. Um, but Lawrence Callum's came in here to say that this is what he believes our back line will be tonight. I'm in total agreement with it. Um, what, what, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I'll agree with that as well. That's Hearts, Juranovic, Carter, Vickers, Wales, and Taylor, just for anybody that's maybe listening and they, yeah. they catch up with the Spotify or something. You know, that back four, I've got a bit of experience playing together, so yeah, I'd go with that. You don't want to change it up too much, do you? Yeah, you want a, a solid base, so yeah, I'd be going with that. I don't think there's going to be, I think Taylor definitely comes in. He's had a rest. Bernabeu, you know, good showing, great cross. And then Juranovic is just ahead of Tony, although, you know, Tony's shown that, you know, he, he's still fighting for that jersey, I think. Juranovic has just that wee bit ahead of him. And the centre-half, Cam Catvickers has got to start, and I don't think Ian's will be fit enough to give the 90, so, yeah, I'll go with that. Yeah, um, Alexander Bernabe, impressive, I thought, at the weekend. Um, you know, first half, I thought it was very, very good. It looked really good with Jota doing that side, a lot of nice interchanges between uh, both of them, a great delivery at the end of the game. I actually thought he's game dropped off a wee bit in the second half Lawrence um, when Jota went off but again you know he's adapting to this inverted fullback role it's something he's not done all too often um, and he's coming in he's trying to adapt to it Taylor Ralston and Juranovic have all got very used to it it's getting Burnaby up to speed with it and I think that 90 minutes at the weekend will do him the world of good when I mean, you've got so many fixtures coming up you know looking towards maybe that Motherwell game next week in the cup that'll be another chance for him to you know say to the manager, you know, I'm here and I'm challenging Greg Taylor once again, because that was the position that, you know, Taylor was a stick on and there was absolutely no challenging. Yeah, listen, he's definitely a football player. He's not afraid to play football in the Andrew, is he? You know, he, he was comfortable passing it about the back and, and playing his way up the park. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, Taylor's got to know he's got a wee bit of competition now, which can only be a good thing. I think still get Greg's jersey, but, you know, it'll take... Take him a wee bit of while, which settle seems to be settling in now. And, you know, we've got to love that cross at the end. It was just fantastic, wasn't it? Just begging to be put away. Yeah. Um, and, you know, let's go at the man that plays the ball uh, to Bernabe because I know you've been waiting on this probably since Saturday afternoon. Um, I know you're a big fan of his, and I must say, it looked very trim when he came on at the weekend. I know there was chat towards of the window, whether it was just transfer speculation or whatnot around James McCarthy's future, but... Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. This week on the Marketer's Report, Patrizio Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct-to-Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on building trust. 
Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy. And we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. As the number one audio company, iHeart Media gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the data you need to grow. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. You know, a great run to get that ball to, to Burnaby. Um, and he came on also noticed... Um, but when he came on in the game, Matt, Matt McGlone I was out with yesterday, was saying when he came on, he was organising people in the park and, and you know, using that bit of experience that he's got. Um, and, you know, fair play to him. And in this next batch of fixtures, there's no reason why James McCarthy can't be, you know, St. Ange Postacoglu also with Callum McGregor being out, that, that I'm hearing them available to be selected. Yeah, you know, there's a jersey there up for grabs, isn't there? Uh, he showed desire to win that ball. He got his pass, pass away and then was fouled after it. You know, a great cameo from him, from him and another James, but both of them, you know, added a, a wee bit when they come on. So, you know, McCarthy's been here a while. Yeah, he's in the kind of tail end of his career, but I don't think he's got any desire to go anywhere. I, you know, he's a Celtic fan. He loves being here. I think, you know, he, he's done his time out of, out of the country. So, yeah, we're, we're going to need him this season. Maybe we needed him last season. You know, I think it was Dundee United. He get injured again. What, Kent's wasn't it? He was unlucky with injuries. There was a studs up to challenge into his shin. <laughs> it was let go again, not sending off, but uh, that, that put him out for a bit. So he's been a wee bit unlu- unlucky with injuries, but you know his experience is going to be invaluable this season. And I think again, a wee bit of game time will do him um, the, the, the world a good. And also, as I say, I think you know the cup games are a good chance to do them. I've did that previously. Get up with Dingwall, making a lot of changes in the game. We're starting to see that rotation. I expected rotation to happen at the weekend, um, and he did do that again. And it's just about getting these players up to speed and, and looking at them, um, because the manager wants a strong squad. But at the same time, Lawrence, you do need to get minutes into players' legs. You can't have a strong squad with you know only you know fifteen or so players getting the game time. Yeah, I mean, but the players need to be kept sharp. You know, you, you don't want to be calling on someone that uh, hasn't played for months. You know, that's not what you want. You need people that are integrated into the style and playing at that level. So it's good to see players getting games in Jamesy Forrest. That was a Jamesy Forrest of old. But for a strange offside decision, he'd have been one and one with a keeper. Mm. Uh, so a lot of strange offside decisions at the weekend, weren't there? Yeah. yeah. But, and and that, that linesman just couldn't see a handball. Fair enough, you know. It was only, I don't know, seven foot in the air or something. His hand when it was touching it. How was he meant to see that? It's just, just baffling at times. But I'm sure VAR will come in and sort this chaos out of these strange decisions. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and yesterday, you know, the, the manager says that James Forrest is most certainly in his thoughts. I do imagine he'll be involved in the squad tonight. I don't think he will start the game. Um, but you never know. He could come on and, you know, he's, he's proved it at this stage b- before. Um, I, I saw somebody mention that Ajax. Um, game, uh, I think that was the last time Celtic actually won at home uh, in the group stages of the, the, the Champions League, so it's a chance to correct that wrong tonight. I think he was the only player that was involved in that game, probably Lawrence, that'd be correct. He's got, a, yeah, he's, he's got a lot of experience, hasn't he, James? Uh, and maybe that's what we've needed it, you know, I thought there was maybe a wee bit stage struck against Real Madrid, you know, just not taking our chances, so we might need that experience tonight. You know, he might be coming off the bench, but he definitely looked up in the middle of the weekend and back to the James Forrest of old. So, yeah. 
it's good that he's in contention, especially with you know we don't know how fit Yota's going to be, so that you know, there may be space on the wing for. Him. There could be. Um, I don't think that'll be from the start. Um, I think there's probably other options there um, that the manager will be thinking about. But listen, he's certainly going to be in contention to be in the squad, and I think he will get some game time tonight. I know he came on um, at the weekend. Uh, and he came on over in Leipzig so interesting one Brian Walsh came in here to say Bernabe's given Ange food for thought after this performance on Saturday could James McCarthy have a role to play at some point tonight after his cameo on Saturday Lawrence for me that's all down to where Celtic probably find themselves in the, in the game tonight um, at the weekend probably was baffled to see us you know, bring on what you would Lightly defined as three defensive midfielders in the game, and James McCarthy, Aaron Moy, and Oliver Abelgard. Um, not that James McCarthy looked like a defensive midfielder when he sprinted to get that ball and play it through to Alexander Burnaby, but it's the reason why, and it brings us on nicely to Matt O'Reilly, that I think the manager might be tempted to play O'Reilly in that holding midfield role just due to how quick he wants our football to be once again tonight. Yeah, I mean, that, that's, I suppose, which. What makes Callum the best six, isn't it? Is the speedy changes that the transition at, isn't it? And maybe that's why we'll start with O'Reilly. But you know, McCarthy and Moy both have experienced you know quite a number of games as attacking midfielders, don't they? So it's it's not a position unknown to them, although you know, obviously certainly McCarthy's more known as defensive and Moy more recently has been a defensive midfielder. But you know, the players that can play that attacking role. Tonight Oh, I could see Abelgard looks a player, but I don't think he's going to be fit enough to start. So I think it is going to be probably between McCarthy and O'Reilly for the number six position. It's an interesting one because at the weekend of the team came out, I wasn't sure, you know, whether it was the same structure that we were going with the four three three, whether we were going to a four two four, could be all that attack players in the, the the park. But when you saw the game start to progress in the first 10 minutes or so, you could see that O'Reilly was kind of playing that that role, which is something that he'd said he'd previously played at MK Dons and Fulham, and he enjoys playing in that role. Um, but you know, I think, as you say, Lawrence, you know, it's very difficult to replace Callum McGregor, but something the manager might just be thinking about is the speed of transition from back to front, which is really, really important to the way that we want to play football. Yeah, definitely. And... Tonight, you know, for me, it's between O'Reilly and McCarthy. Probably O'Reilly, is he's got he's got more minutes in the legs, isn't he? And he's more more embedded in the team. But it is that pace of a transition that the manager's looking for. But I think it's a toss up between those two. Abel Gard, when he gets fit, I don't think he's fit enough. I think he he probably goes in at six ahead of both O'Reilly and McCarthy. But from what I've seen, you know, the clumps, he looks like a cracking addition. It's just how close to fitness is he? So I, th- I think it's O'Reilly again at number six for me. Yeah, um, I agree. Um, just to bring in Brown Warwick here because he's been the person that has corrected me very properly throughout this with Callum McGregor to say it's a deep line playmaker role, not a holding midfielder. It was what O'Reilly uh, described it as yesterday, but it's absolutely as a playmaker. And I think, as I've already mentioned, it's really, really important to the way that we play football, which is why I think he will be tempted um, to play um, Matt O'Reilly in there in that four three three um because you know that, that was what the manager said. I think one of the questions put to him yesterday was was it was trial and error um playing him in there and he says, you know, if it's trial and error, I don't really know what I've been doing because I've watched the hell of a lot of football and nothing's really uh, 
trial and error. Um, so, so yeah, it was a four-three-three at the weekend. Absolutely, O'Reilly played that that role and there that Callum's been playing and I thought it looked okay Lawrence what, what was your take on it and again I don't think he's a player that's hit the heights this season like he was when he came in in January and maybe you know taking that wee step back and um, to play in the 8, 10 whatever you want to call it um, might just do him the world of good Yeah we wee bit of freshness for him I, I thought he'd done well yeah I, I, I thought he looked and you know Alex Haksabanovic playing the midfield as well so you touched on it rightly, hand at the heights. Didn't think there was enough competition. I didn't think Turnbull's particularly done it when he's had his chance. So, but McCallum, we need to find an answer at six. Trial and error. Yeah, geez, oh. I, I wonder what they meant by that. You, you know, because, you know, what, what would count as a trial? 10 minutes in a game, 90 minutes a game? <laughs> Who knows? But, you know, as you've touched on it, he's, he's played it before. It would suit him. It would allow O'Reilly and Haksabanovic in the midfield as well. I think that's it. A midfield trio that would suit our style. You know, it's an attacking midfield trio, isn't it? You know, they can all play football. All get a goal on them. Yeah. We're at home. Yeah. I'd, I'd stick around in there. Yeah. And yesterday he said, you know, with the atmosphere and stuff at Celtic Park, he says that after his uh, taste of that against Real Madrid, he said that you, you feel that you can run a few extra kilometres um, when you're out there they're playing. Um, one thing that will be key, though, Lawrence, which is something we did too often last week and I spoke about this was you know needlessly going backwards um, but just something Michael Ross was coming in he's saying don't pass back to Hart but it wasn't just Joe Hart that was getting the ball back to him and Wange Postacoglu's came out after the game saying that he saw a mistake coming whether it was Joe Hart or somebody else we did need this needlessly play the ball backwards too often last week and we did abandon um, the style of football that we've played you know so often and it will be important that O'Reilly tries to have a, a similar impact in the team that Callum McGregor would have um, and that which he's already admitted he can't replace. We know he can't replace him, but he needs to have a big, big game in that role tonight. And if he doesn't, that's where my fear is because there's you know, a real step up going from denying Nicky Clark in court at the weekend to Timo Werner and Kunku um, and Andy Silva. Was it Nicky Clark with a flag on, on the sideline? Ah, it could have been a good with his uncle for all I know. Mate, uh, you can imagine what John Fallon had to say about Joe um, Hart's. Remember, it's only one o'clock. <laughs> we can't have that till after eight. I would say sometimes you just need to clear it. But no, it's it's a style of football, and I suppose that was the point on uh, that. It could be the holy goalie phoning you there, then. <laughs> tell you again. <laughs> but uh, no, it's a style of football. The, the point was it's a deep line playmaker. It's not a defensive role. It's not defensive passes that we should be playing. You know, we should be looking to punish the other team. That's what we need to do, isn't it? It's kind of so. Yeah, we, we need to keep that belief in our football, and, and hopefully at home we've got more of a belief. You know, we've got the fans behind us. There's a bit less pressure on you at home, I think. You know, the fans hopefully have an effect, a negative effect on Leipzig and lift our players to a different level. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, t- I totally agree with you on that one. Um, John Hills came in here to say that he worries about Leipzig in the counter-attack. Um, we-, we can't be too open tonight if we're not putting chances away. And I think, you know, that kind of goes into Lawrence. We're not a team that are designed to protect a lead, which is something we tried to do last week. And it's why Leipzig picked us apart. Um, but we got that goal. We did go into a survival mode, playing those needless balls backwards. And just with the way that we we, we shape up, um, there's, there's always going to be gaps in our play. 
because I think Ange Postacoglu has decided it as, you know, I think not Ange necessarily described it as, but it's, you know, it's high pressure football with a high risk, with a huge reward. Um, but we're not a team that are set up to protect a lead, which is why I think Brown Warriors came in here to say that, you know, bring McCarthy on to, to shut up shop if holding a lead. I, I'd agree with that. Um, but that's changing the personnel. If we're keeping the same personnel in the park, you need to continually play your football and have belief in your football. Yeah, definitely. I, I think it's a lack of belief. Once you start thinking, oh, we're not winning this, we're going to drop, you, you, you know, your belief's dropped. You're inviting another team onto you. And we, we're not particularly, you know, a big team, shall we say, defensively. We don't have a lot of play, you know, out of the three that we're t- chatting about start, starting, you know, O'Reilly, Atati, Haksabanovic, you wouldn't say they were kind of three players that you'd have on to hold a lead in your midfield, would you? To stop the other team from playing. It's really about us playing and doing what, what we should be doing and creating chances. So, yeah, they just didn't need to keep that bit of belief. Uh, it was disappointing to see them they dropped, but, you know, Leipzig were, were very good. Well, don't take it away, away from them, you, you know, but we need to keep uh, believing that we, we can create as many, if not more, chances than them. But, yeah. you know, McCarthy want to hold the lead. I think he's probably... He's more defensive than O'Reilly, but you know he, he can still do his bit in attack as well as we saw the weekend. Yeah, and I think this is a good point again coming into Brown Water in this one that you know if we are maybe looking to hold on to a lead, I don't know if that's what he's meaning by this, but you might be looking at you know going to a double pivot um, to be defensively better without losing you know our type of football. Absolutely, um, you, you can still play two holding midfielders, whatever you want to call it, and not want to play the ball backwards, um, which is something that we did all too often last week. Anches had a, a season in Australia playing a double pad, pivot for a season and, and won the league with it. So, yeah, we know it's something that suits his style of football. But, the, you know, we've got the, the personnel to do that, haven't we? You could see McCarthy and Ariel playing a double pivot and that, depending how the games will go on. You know, that's either or, uh, either Haxabanovic or Hatati off them. But, yeah, we've got the personnel to do that. Uh, but I don't think we'll start with it. Yeah, I'm going with O'Reilly and that, you know, number six, whatever you want to call it. We'll call it the Callum McGregor role. I think Matt O'Reilly will play in there um, and I really hope he has a big performance because you'll know himself um, how much rides in this game. I think the players, you know, are, are probably sick of the, the old cliches now, Lawrence, uh, if they've only taken their chances and blah, blah, blah. I think tonight could be the night that Celtic put in that, that big performance um, that's needed in the group. Um, just to go back and See attacks Sabanovic, do you expect him to start in midfield tonight or do you think he will be playing in one of the forward positions? Because I seem to like that. that I think I'd think we'll start, I'd start him in midfield. Yeah. I'd, yeah I'd be, my, my trail would be, you know, O'Reilly, Rio and Hank Sabanovic in the midfield. I, I, I would start that. Uh, I don't know how, how close Jota is. So, uh, you know, I'd maybe go... With, Maeda, I'd probably yeah, put Jamesy on from the start with Yakimakis through the middle. Well, that's an interesting shape. We'll get to the, the, the forward lines um, very, very soon. But it's an interesting one. And, you know, when you look at that midfield, I always think that Postacoglu does stuff for a reason. And, you know, playing that midfield at the weekend, I think it was done for a reason, Lawrence. You know, I, I think that maybe was a, a good sign of, you know, getting the spine of the team down in terms of your two centre half pairing. And that midfield probably was a good indication of what was going to play tonight, if all fit and available. Yeah, I think so. You know, he wanted to get minutes. 
maybe not trial and error, but he definitely wanted them to get minutes together, wouldn't he? Uh, and have a look at it and say, yeah, prepare boys because we're going to need you in the Champions League. You know, they were creating enough chances. Uh, I don't know about that. If the linesman's eyesight had been better, you know, we'd have, we'd have had a few one-on-ones with the keeper. Celtic deserve to win. Celtic deserve to win the game on Saturday, no doubt about it. Um, and uh, once again, you know, we could have been well out of sight. You know, the, the penalty incident that you mentioned, I think, is that the one with Maida that you're talking about with the handball? Yeah. Um, you know, I think that's around 50 odd minutes. You know, uh, uh, again, going on about the rules, if that's maybe given Celtic's got the penalty, it's a different game. But Celtic deserved in the balance of play to win uh, the, the game. And again, we've made changes and we've won a game of football, which is important. It's all about, you know, building towards something and taking it one game uh, at a time. Jonathan Brown's came in here to say that he would start Georges Yakimakis and Haksabanovic. Let's go to the big Greek striker, uh, Lawrence. Now, one of the things that, that Yakimakis, I think, thrived from last season when Kyogo was out, was having that constant run of game time. Do you think that's something he needs to to be on form? Because at times, you know, he's taken that really well at the weekend. I've read his comments after the game, but much like you know Kyogo at times this season, he has been wasteful in front of goal. Yeah, listen, they're both getting minutes this season, but it's it itself. He needed that goal. I, I think he'll be, you know, he'll be high as a kite just now, won't he? After scoring a last minute winner, I, I think you've got to start with him. You know, he leads the line well for us. Yeah. Kyogo would get minutes at some point, but for me, yeah, after scoring the last one at winner, yeah, start with the big man up top. Yeah, it's an interesting one because, you know, Kyogo's been the kind of the main man up top for Celtic this season. He's on the bench at the weekend. Whether that was a rest, I think it would have been. You will see him feature tonight, but I think there could be potential to see both of them in the starting lineup tonight, Lone. It's just due to the fact that, you know, after Yakimakis gets that late goal, you know, I don't understand why you probably would take him out of the team after that. Yeah, I'll keep it in because of that. You know, if you're going to start both of them, you talk about Pukuroga way left. I know he was more of a left winger before in Japan before he came to us. You've turned him into a striker. It's what would you do? But yeah, I would start with Yakimakis up top. The problem is if you start both, what's your options? You know, up front then, isn't it? Because I think we're light in the striking department. It's something I'd like to see his add to now. Be, be looking just now for another striker yeah, to, to add out the, the winter transfer window. Yeah, there's plenty of people coming in here. Michael Ross, another one to say start. Gigi, um, ridiculous are coming in to say no chance. He starts both. Well, I'm just thinking that the balance of this, that, you know, Kyogo left out at the weekend, obviously given a rest. I don't think there's too many Celtic fans that would say that Dyson made his form going into this game has been where you'd probably expect his level to be. Um, I imagine Leah Labad will start on the right-hand side. If Jota is potentially, you know, out the game, could Ange Postacoglu be tempted to play Kyogo on that left-hand side? I know he's not did it for a long, long time. Um, but, you know, he can press well, like Dyson Maeda. Um, and if that's the game that he's wanting out of him, and Yakimak is through the middle, could it be not... something? That, do you think it's something that could be in the manager's thoughts at least? Well, I thought Taylor would get a, bit of, a lot of pressure putting on at left back. So you're then going to look at how well Kyogo tracks back. And I don't think he does that as well as, you know, his defensive side, I don't think is as good as Maeda's. I don't think it's as good as James E. Forrest. That's why I'm saying, you know, if Yacht is out, it could be a chance of starting Jamesy from the beginning. But yeah, it's 
Yeah, if you're going to start both, I, th- I think. Where does your change come? Because we know Ange likes to change it up. How do you freshen up your striker then? Where does that well, lead you late in the game? He's probably putting one of those guys through the middle or a Dyson Maida probably come around, which, again, is a really good point because then you're, you're leaving yourself without that option, as you say. But it's going to be interesting because, you know, when you look at it, I don't know why Kyogo, you know, like I'm thinking in the same mould as Taylor and Juranovic at the weekend, he's been left out to start this game tonight. Um, but how after scoring the last gas winner, even I know a lot of people saying his performance wasn't great in front of goal, do you probably take Yakimakis out? Because it's much like a bad against Rangers going into Real Madrid, isn't it, Lawrence, where yeah. you know, it was undroppable going into that game? I, I think after the last, last minute goal, you've got... You know, the player's going to be full of confidence. I think you could say it about both Kyogo and Yakimakis. Neither of them have hit the heights of last season, have they? So, that have been particularly brilliant in front of goal. But, yeah, for me, it's Yakimakis. You know, last minute winner, you, you, you've got to start him. And, you know, Kyogo will be fresh for coming on second half or, you know, whenever it is you make that change. That's a, it's an interesting point, and it's one that, you know, I think Ange Postacoglu just hadn't did it for so long that he probably wouldn't do it um, but it could be something that's in his thoughts maybe for later on in the game too so in terms of the front three then Lawrence apart you know you've said about Yakimakis um, starting who who else plays up there with him is Lee Elabada one of the other players? Oh so it, it depends if Jota's fit is it? Uh, who's going to be fit to play? You like to think yeah, if Jota's not fit, I'd probably be going James A and Leo Abada. Right, okay. With Abada, on, are you playing Forrest on the left-hand side, if that's the case? Yeah, play, play him on the left to cut him. Yeah. I think he's wasteful um, when he plays out in that left-hand side, which I think is why he looked a lot sharper at the, at the weekend when he came on on that right-hand side. I just don't think he's got the game time and he's up to speed to, to play a Champions League game at all for Celtic at this level. I think Abada getting those minutes under his belt... Um, Maida's obviously played a hell of a lot worse football than him if it was a straight you know I'd probably Forrest would be down the bottom of my pecking order for, for wingers to for start him. tonight he, he just looked really in the mood when he came on you know he's he did, no, absolutely he's got the experience at this level which is something we maybe lacked you know in the games that maybe we would like to be but belief in front of goals so you're looking through a team and going who's got experience at this level you know Callum's out Joe Hart's got a fair bit of experience at it and it, you, you know, like you're, you're starting to struggle then. So I think it, you know he's not going to be overawed by you know if a chance falls to him. Yeah, um, I, I just think if he maybe had more game time under his belt, it could be one to consider. I think you'll see him feature, um, but I'm probably coming more round to the idea that if Jota's not fit, he might play Maid in the left hand side. I think he probably still starts Kyogo tonight, even after Yakimaka scores that last minute goal. I think he'll end up playing Maeda, Abada, Kyogo again tonight. Maeda, you know, he's a manager's favourite. His stats are good. Although people are saying, look, you know, he's not done well. He's not done a lot wrong. You know, his numbers are still up there. So, yeah, listen, I think Ange will start Maeda. But I wouldn't mind seeing James get get the start. Maybe I'm thinking back, you know, too sentimental, but. We need a bit of experience on the park, uh, especially at this level. Uh, we don't have a lot in the team just now. Yeah, and I think this point for Kevin Burner, you know, he said that he wouldn't leave Kyogo at the start of the I just don't think it's something that Ange Postacoglu um, would possibly do. 
tonight. I'm just looking at the game. Although I do think Yakimak has played very well against Real Madrid, and sometimes you do need that kind of physical presence up top, and something maybe drop deep for the ball. But again, we were talking earlier on Lawrence about O'Reilly and the style of football that we want to play. If we do go, you know, full throttle and go right at RB Leipzig, you know, I suppose the Goglo's going to want players like Kyogo and Dizemade and the team to go and do that. Yeah, de- definitely. He's going to want players to press, players that can play off the shoulder. Listen, Kyoko does a brilliant. Uh, you know, Ange, I, th- I think, you know, Kyogo and Maeda, he probably will start him because he's two of the favourites. Would I start him? No, i definitely start Yakimakis without definitely start after a last minute winner. But I think Ange will go with Kyogo. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of debate on it on this one. I think there's a lot of people with, with that idea that you're saying Lawrence, you know, or, or Yakimakis, but you know, Postacoglu can be ruthless at times. And, you know, I, I think Kyogo is one of Angie's preferred options. And I just don't think he leaves him out um, if he's fully fit to, to play tonight. Um, and obviously, Yakimakis gives you a great option off the bench. But I, I, again, you know, we're going to Dizamida here. I, I thought last week. I think I've said this. I said this last week on here. Celtic style of football is set up with a player like me to go and press defenders, and then in games like this, particularly get back and help his fullback out, which is very, very good at. Um, and I know a lot of people are talking about his return in front of goal, assists, um, goals, which is what they expect from a forward player. I think Postecoglou looks at him a lot more differently from probably what a fan is looking at Dizemeda just from what you get from him in his game. And I'm talking about Celtic in full throttle. That suits Dizemeda's game and it's something we didn't do enough last week that when you maybe look at the, the game against Shakhtar how we started that game, he would have been the perfect player for that because he'll get in defenders' faces and he'll make them make mistakes. Yeah, it keeps the pressure. He's got some engine on him. He does what the manager tells him to do. And and that's probably why Andrew start. He can be relied just to follow the manager's instructions. Defensively, I think him and Taylor work really well together. You know, he, he covers up. So, yeah, it, you know, I think Angel will start. Yeah, it's an interesting one. Um, made a Kyogo Abada. That's some amount of peace in the front three, absolutely. And again, Lawrence, would you agree that is just down to the structure of football that we, we play? Um, the manager has a real impetus on that. And if we do, you know, go out of belief in that style of football, that that's probably why he would be tempted to, to go with that front three of Maida, Kyogo, Abada. I think if Jota is out, but we're doing this all because we don't know. Um, and going by Ange Postecoglou yesterday, he said it's not uncommon for a player two, game, two days after a match to be, not be in training. Um, he was in Lennox Town probably doing some work himself and it was, um, as Ange Postecoglou put it in his way out the press conference, uh, the nature of his injury is down to uh, a muscle injury fatigue and being far too good looking um, so with all that in mind do you think there's probably still potential that Jota plays? Uh, listen there's definitely potential that he could play you know would I prefer him to start? Probably yeah you know if he's fit you know probably prefer him, him out in the right uh, you know he, he gives a lot to the team doesn't he so yeah I prefer that he plays but if he doesn't you know at least we've got options you know and Commentator, you know, he said it's some amount of pace up top. Most of our forward players are fairly rapid, aren't they? You know, it suits Angie's style of play to have that. You know, it's, although James is getting on, he's, I'm pretty sure he beat me and you in the rest, mate. Even if no, he, he gave us like ten yard, gave, gave us a starty. Would you reckon? No, they definitely twenty yards in a thirty yard race. 
Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Um, I, I know we've had a ding dong on here with, with Patrick but before about uh, James Forrest, but there, there is a reason why there's been so many managers through the door at Celtic, and he's still continually there, and they all speak highly of him. Um, whether it's what he does in training or, or, or whatnot, but listen, if James Forrest comes off the bench tonight and, and scores a goal, I don't think anybody will be moaning about his performances, and, and that was something he did well last season. Was big moments. Um, he could still come in and do that whether it's you know the game away to Livingston when he you know seals the deal or that goal against St Johnson in the, the League Cup semi-final um, so he still has a, a part to play here um, and he's still a Celtic player and if it is him coming off the bench to, to win the game against RB Leipzig I don't think anybody will be moaning um, about James Forrest are you going to say that Lawrence? I was just thinking how do you think Leipzig are going to be looking at the game do you think they'll set up a wee bit more defensive? Because, you, you know, they've got three points now. They know this is must win for us. Do you think that's going to affect Mark Rosa saying, well, we'll sit and try and pick them off in the break? Yeah, well, that's something, again, that, that Brown Warrior comes into talking about, you know, they're talking about Celtic at the break. You're saying, if Maeda's pace gives you the option of a quick counter, um, if a team is pressing us and it gives you a big space to run into, we no one catching them. Um, we're talking about me and you not being able to catch James Forrest. Uh, Dyson Maeda would get to the pub order the pint of it drunk before me and you turned up there so um, yeah, no no wait a minute it's just brought the pub in and that's a bit extra motivation well, well sure. maybe, for, maybe for you well sorry maybe as I don't know if Dyson Maeda is a, a, a big beer drinker um, like myself or, or you Lawrence but uh, yeah certainly with, with Leipzig I, I think I don't think it draws any good to them and they will be looking at wanting to you know get second place in the group they've already that was their first three points in the table you know Shakhtar are not out of this yet um, and I know last week from watching them against Real Madrid Real Madrid had a lot of chances against Shakhtar but didn't take them um, and there's no reason why Shakhtar won't be up for this game again tonight so it's going to be interesting um, looking at it but I do think Leipzig will come here and try and play their game once again you know I don't think Marco Rose is the manager like Ange Postacoglu that probably abandons his style of playing his structure yeah, it's, well, Shakhtar's the only team that's kind of ahead of where they thought they'd be in points, I would say, this time. You know, Real Madrid's where they thought they'd be. Shakhtar ahead, and I mean, both Celtic and Leipzig are where they thought they'd be in points. So, but... Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home Internet. Cox is the real home Internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Do you know Shakhtar's the team that they've got to catch? They're not going to catch Real Madrid. So they're ahead of us already. So they might be looking to go and take a point, keep a, keep ahead of Celtic, you know, and it leaves us, you know, Shakhtar and Real to play. So they, they might be going, we'll do better out of those two games than Celtic will. Because they might be saying both will lose against Real and, and Leipzig might just fancy, you know, beating Shakhtar with a bit of revenge and all the managers changed since you know, the opening day and they'll be looking at us and going well if Celtic are two behind us after this game 
They're probably going to get beat Real, Real Madrid. Probably beat Shakhtar. It, it, it just comes down to head-to-head in Shakhtar, doesn't it? Yeah, so, no, absolutely. I, c- I could see them playing a bit more cautious and saying is, well, Celtic do leave a bit of space later in the quantities. Try and pick us on the break. Will McMahon, McMillan, sorry, come in here to say that Leipzig will come to win, which may suit us. Um, would you agree with, with that, Lawrence? Because I thought last week they looked like a really good side. Um, I know Marco Rose is still early on in his tenure at RB Leipzig. Um, it's they're a long way from the Tedesco game against Shakhtar. Um, but but listen, I think Celtic made them look an even better side than they probably are last week, just with the way that we did go into survival mode. You know, it's the buzzword that we're using that self-preservation mode. But when you do let a team play around you and play good football, um, they will look better. But there was times in the game last week we certainly gave Leipzig a run for their money and if we can keep that concentration, focus and belief tonight, there's no reason why we, we, we can't turn them over. Well, it's, I think they'll come to win, but it's what tactics they use. You know, they don't need... They're also without their goalkeeper, I think, tonight still. Second choice, yeah, he'll be in. So I, I think that they'll know that a draw will suit them better than us and that we really need to press for it which they then might say, well, look, we're going to have to press on. Let's try and pick them off. Who do we think's weak at the back? You know, Carter Vickers just back after after injury. Will they fancy, you know, singling out Welsh? You know, putting a bit of pressure on him? Maybe. Yeah, you know, they know Callum's out that, that normally patrols the front of that defence really well for us, covers the ground. So they'll be thinking, listen, that there might be a wee bit more space than usual to pick them off in the break. You know, I, I think it's a tactic that you might be looking at. But what was your thoughts, Lawrence, on, on Leipzig as a team last week? I, I don't watch them too often. Um, I know talking to, to David Slate, who watches a lot of German football, hasn't been overly uh, impressed by them. I know Marco Rosas had a bit of a you know a, a mixed time um, in German football as of late with, with Dortmund and uh, uh, his time at Gladbach. But what, what, what was your thoughts on them? Probably a bit like that's better going forward than they are at the back. Uh, you know, some, so I suppose third goal was really classy goal. You know, got lucky with one of their goals. So you, you know, it's gifted to them on a plate. It, but, you know, technically they, they look sound. You know, quick team. But should be, it's nothing that we shouldn't be looking to beat, you know, a team of that standard. I think we should be, you know, player football and we should be confident in creating enough chances to beat them. Yeah, I, I don't know about yourself, but I thought I saw enough at times in Celtic's performance last week to see that we could get a result against this team. Would you agree with that? Yeah, especially first half. You will, you know, I suppose it's it, it's maybe kind of microcosm of the Champions League group so far. It is just about taking your chances, isn't it? You know, we had the chances to take, and you get one up, two up, it changes games. We don't take our chances. You, you're always going to leave yourself vulnerable to last-minute equalisers like we did at the weekend. But, you know, if you don't stop, you know, you can always score in the 95th minute. But yeah. it's kind of... I, I, I think we should be looking at Le- beat, beat Leaps again. I, I really think we, we, we do need to beat them. I think, you know, second place in the group, I think that's maybe Shakhtar's for the taking now. You know, they'll, fa- they'll fancy that yeah, just now. Yeah. I think third's maybe kind of more in reach for us. But we'll see what happens. Yeah, but we'll just see what happens. Um, I'm certainly excited to, to get along to Celtic Park tonight to see how we get on. Um, 
Just in terms of this, Lawrence, uh, I think there was a wee bit of a storm last night in social media after Marco Rose's comments. You know, he spoke about Celtic Park being a, a venue that was fun to play at. Um, and whatnot. And Michael Ross has come in here to say that Celtic Park has become a ground teams enjoy playing at. That's something that I think quickly needs to stop. Um, I know there's been debate around people applauding Luka Modric, you know, Ange Postacoglu, praise the Celtic support for, for doing that. Whatever your thoughts are uh, on doing that, I personally didn't applaud Luka Modric off the park. But I don't think that there's any doubt that Celtic Park needs to become a fortress once again in European football, you know. It's 2013 was the last game in the group stages that we won at home um, in the competition. Our last one in the competition been away to Anderlecht five years ago. Obviously, we've had spells that have been out of the tournament. Um, but it does, once again, need to become a fortress. And this can be a night that that begins. Well, I said it needs to become a fortress. But, you know, I, I clapped Modric off the park. I can remember clapping Liam Brady's Juventus off the park, PSG off the park. You know, a number of times. But there's a thing about enjoyable to play at you, you know you hear players talk about it, you've got to sample that atmosphere it's enjoyable you, but they also say you know it gives the Celtic fan players such belief you don't need to make it a terrifying place for the opposition to come to make it you know I suppose difficult to play in you know because it's, it's what it does you know the relationship between the team and the fans and how it drives the team on is it Ferdinand said he could hardly hear a shout for from other Man United players on the park they were kind of looking at each other and going you know what are we getting here because this is loud this is some atmosphere you know that's enjoyable but difficult for them to play in whereas maybe throwing I don't know glass bottles at players or something at goalkeepers would make somewhere not enjoyable to play at and dangerous it's, it's not so, you know I kind of you know I suppose that's the other side of the spectrum and I wouldn't like to see he's going towards that side of the spectrum so yeah. I think you know it can be enjoyable for opposition players to experience that atmosphere, you know, and just say, you know, this is this is unreal. Look at the back of these fans again. I mean, Tony Cruz says it felt like we we're two 0 down. He still enjoyed playing in it, but he said, you know, that first thirty minutes it felt like we we're two 0 down because of the atmosphere, but it was still enjoyable for him. So, you know, but I suppose that's at the end of the ninety minutes. He said it was enjoyable, but uh, yeah, it's it, it doesn't need to be. You know, I, the other end of the spectrum, I thought I, I, I don't have any problem with people clapping good players that have put on a cracking performance off the park. I suppose it, you know, a bit of respect for the sport. I want the part to be intimidating, um, like Paddy says here. I, I hope that tonight we, we can make it that and intimidating in the sense, Lawrence, that you know, that they, they come uh, to, to play a Celtic side that's difficult to, to, to win against, um, yeah, and that's what I'm, I'm hoping for. And I think that can start uh, tonight. At Celtic Park, um, and Callumson is only one way to make it a, a fortress, and that's winning games at Celtic Park uh, regularly in the Champions League. But uh, again, to bring this comment in here, um, from there been culture to say, I've always said next season is the one we will, will make an impact in Europe, standing by that, but very hopeful we'll be playing in Europe after Christmas. I totally agree with that. Um, also, in terms of, you know, if Celtic finish third in this group, um, we've still got three games to play, obviously. It's by no means a disaster. Um, and I think we don't want to just see that progress happen after Christmas, Lawrence, especially to get that hoodoo offer back at Barcelona game, being the last knockout type of one after Christmas. To be honest, I don't worry too much about uh, these hoodoos and hoodoos that I suppose are championed by the Scottish press, you know, they'll go with whatever statistic they want. Uh, I know he's been, with. It does annoy well, me. 
you know, things champion the Scottish press and, you know, what was it, Anne Chazak, oh, if they didn't beat St Johnston, that would have been one, one in four and stuff. You're like, behave yourself. You're, you know, I think the team's learning and progressing at this level. We need to start turning performances into points, though. You know, we need to start taking a bigger amount of our chances. Hopefully that starts tonight. But look at the Champions League so far, I don't think we've disgraced ourselves in any of the games. You know, we've shown that we can give a good account of ourselves. Uh, it's just now about starting to take a bigger percentage of chances. We've had two away games. We've now got, you know, one home. We've arguably played the, the hardest team at home. So, you know, win tonight, win our next home game, it, the table looks a wee bit different. Yeah, it certainly does look a wee bit different. Um <laughs> We'll just need to see how we get on. I think it's all about belief and just try to be in control of our, you know, of our own destiny or whatever you want to call it tonight, Lawrence. You know, I know Ange can be very philosophical uh, with words and all that stuff, but um, yeah, I think when you look at it, there's a team there that can perform at this level. We can see that from parts of our game. Absolutely, it's just about having that belief in each other um, as a team and as a collective to to go and do. Uh, but we're used to, you know, stick to our guns and go for it. And the manager, you know, I read in the press this morning was saying that, you know, if those players do go and show that belief and have faith in themselves for anything that goes wrong, he's quite happy to take responsibility for them. But he certainly doesn't want to see them abandon um, what they worked so hard on because the clock, the structure at the club is so clearly defined. And by not following that, you're only setting a tap door, as our tagline says, yeah. um, for yourself. Listen, he trains them and coaches them to play in a certain style, a certain way, and he can't have them abandon it when it gets tough. I mean, there was calls at the beginning of the last season, you know, seven games in, Ange needs to learn, Ange needs to change. Well, you know what? He didn't change. He stopped with his philosophy and it was a, a really sweet title win, you know, and he'd done it in some style. Yeah, so it's the players just need to have that belief, you know, that it can continue at this level. Yeah, absolutely. Um, thanks, as always, to all our usual contributors this afternoon. Uh, your, your comments are always welcome and appreciated. Um, if you are in the comment section, please do like the video. Please do subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Um, and you can vote for Axom um, in the Football Content Awards. The, the link is down below. And you can also vote for Natasha for the best in women's football. Um, Lawrence, enjoy the game tonight. To everybody else, get along to Celtic Park. Yeah. Have a great time and hopefully here's hoping for, for a victory. What do you reckon? 2 now? I'm going to go 2-1 just like the last time four years ago. I'm going to go 2-1. I'll go 2-0 then. Okay. I'm, 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 I'm hopeful Big CCV has got that solid platform again. Well, we'll see what happens. There's our thoughts. Um, enjoy the game if you're getting alone tonight. And hail hail. What's up, guys? This is MMA fighter Clay Guida, and I'm not afraid of anyone or anything, but losing my hair was an entirely different kind of fight. 
So if you're suffering from hair loss like I was, then you got to check out my boys at Bosley. Pound for pound, they are the champions of hair restoration. That's why I turned to Bosley to get my hair back. The entire Bosley team was so professional and kind from start to finish. All it took was a simple one-day procedure, and I was on my way back to rocking my full hair again. So take it from me. Don't wait if you are thinning or receding. I'm so thrilled with my results, I just wish I would have went to Bosley sooner. It's time to finally knock out hair loss because the best is yet to come. Check out Bosley today. When MMA fighter Clay Guida was losing his hair, he trusted Bosley to get it back. Now it's your turn. Get a free information kit, plus get a $250 off gift card when you text SCORE to 203203. That's text SCORE to 203203. Don't wait. Text SCORE to 203203. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home Internet. Cox is the real home Internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash Internet for details. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. At Discount Tire, we know your time is valuable. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online. Did you know Discount Tire now sells wiper blades? Check out our current deals at DiscountTire.com or stop in and talk to an associate today. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network.